Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. We've seen huge seismic changes in all our lives over the past few years and very few as big as the way we now work. From sudden shifts to working at home to the delicate balance employers are now trying to find when dealing with their employees whose expectations have massively changed. The HR departments of companies right across the world have been pretty busy. So, to talk about all this, I'm delighted to be joined by Sharon Weiss. She's the Group HR Director with CPL Resources. Leanne O'Leary is the is a HR consultant with the HR department. Uh, also joining me this morning is Damien McCarthy. He's the CEO and co-founder of the HR Buddy. So um, we might start with you, Sharon, as a HR director from a big business. Firstly, tell us a little bit about your business and then the role of HR within that business. Uh, thank you very much, Bobby. Great to be here this morning. Um, so I work for CPL Resources, which is um, an originally founded Irish company 32 years ago. Um, we're based across 13 countries um, and 49 offices. We're based in Ireland, the US, the UK and across Central Eastern Europe. And primarily our business, we're a talent solutions provider. So we work with clients in terms of meeting their flexible talent requirements. So basically placing people in jobs and supporting our organisation. How many people do you employ across we, those nine countries? We have 13,000 people, of which just under 12,000 of those are what we call our flexible talent. So they're based on client size. Okay. So quite a big number. So we have the right person in here <laughs> to talk about that. So you've got 13,000 people in nine different companies. It's got to be a HR nightmare. Uh, <laughs> listen, do you know what? Our business has evolved extensively over the last 32 years. We have an exceptionally strong HR division made up on average I'd say of about 25 to 28 people across um, all of those countries um, and we work really closely with the business. I'm in a unique position in that I report directly into our CEO Lorna Khan and I work very closely with all of our pillar leads in terms of managing and dealing with all of our people uh, programs and issues so right from onboarding right through to offboarding okay. and all the components that go in between that. Okay well, we've lots more to talk about. I'm going to bring in our next two guests but but stand by uh, Sharon because you you really have a good story to tell our next guest is Leanne O'Leary HR consultant uh, with the HR department and indeed we know your founder David Bell he's helped us on many occasions here Leanne tell us a little bit about your business and the role that you play with client companies Okay, well, I'm part of um, David Bell's um, HR department. Um, we were founded about 16 years ago and we provide HR support to small to medium-sized companies who, who need HR support, either on a day-to-day basis or on project basis. So depending on their needs, we can formulate a solution for them. Okay. Um, in terms of, I suppose, what's changed, what's different, has the role of your support or the type of support that you now provide uh, how has that changed in the last couple of years? It's changed fundamentally. I think um, small to medium sized companies have seen the value of HR because of the changes that have happened over the last couple of years. It's much more obligations there. There was COVID, all the unknowns. They didn't know how to deal with it and they needed somebody to help them and walk them through. Um, there's a lot of legislation has come in the HR space um, of recent years. Yeah. Very much so in the news. Everybody's hearing about it. And I think that companies want to be 
compliant. They they want to do it right and they realise that they need help to do that. They can't do it in house. Yeah. So 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 that's and that's where companies like like myself and, and, and yourself where, where they come in to where they come in and and provide that support. Okay. Let's bring in our third guest. He's Damien McCarthy, CEO and co founder of the HR Buddy. Uh, Damien, your business is similar to Leanne's. Uh, right. uh, tell us a little about what you, a little bit about what you do, and again how your business has changed. Yeah, good morning, Bobby. Uh, thanks very much for having me on. Um, I'm Damien McCarthy. HR Buddy is the name of my business. So it's a HR consultancy, outsourcing options for small and medium-sized uh, businesses. So similar to uh, the work that Leanna uh, is doing. Uh, we're based in the RDI Hub, uh, the beautiful space there in 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 Clorglen. Um We were founded in 2017 uh, by myself and a, a college buddy of mine uh, back then. So uh, we're working with small and medium-sized businesses basically every day, working on compliance with them and working as an outsourced option basically with businesses that wouldn't have their own in-house HR teams and providing that expertise to them. And do you also provide a payroll service? We're providing a payroll service. Yeah, so well. that's we're maybe slightly different between so you and Leanne. Then. Yeah, and works quite well, I suppose, for smaller businesses to be able to come under the one umbrella with their payroll and HR because there's a huge crossover, obviously, okay. in that area. Now, again, just the same question to you that I asked Leanne, things that have changed, things that are different, challenges that you have when you go into work every day. Yeah, well, there is, I suppose, an enormous change happening now anyway. We're almost inside a a kind of an industrial uh, evolution of sorts, I suppose, because of the move to remote and hybrid working. And I suppose COVID drove, um, I suppose a kind of a mindset towards compliance and compliance obligations as well. So over the last few years during COVID, you were dealing an awful lot with, you know, uh, work safety, uh, the return to work and so on. But obviously there was enormous employment relations challenges, you know. I mean, just to give one example uh, in particular, I can always remember June of 2020 during COVID where working parents didn't have childcare facilities open. And yet there was businesses opening up again for the first time. Uh, after being closed down during COVID and employers wanted their employees back and you were dealing with those kind of very strange situations like that would would have come up uh, during COVID. So what you probably had to then educate yourself faster than the client uh, over the last two years so there was a lot of learning on the job for yeah, you guys well, as well because no one knew about a lot of the stuff well the, the the thing about covid and employment laws it was the same empl- employment law nothing had changed in employment law so people wanted employment law answers uh, surrounding covid but yeah. in actual fact there was none you know yeah, so yeah. Yeah. we didn't know what was coming so it, it, it was difficult and i suppose there was an awful lot of understanding and empathy and flexibility that needed to be shown by employers and between employers and employees I suppose and really it was just about getting in between these people and trying to give the right advice to, to work out the situation as best as you could. Yeah, no, no it, it, it. and Sharon back to you then again when we look at the difference now over the two years I wanted to talk to you about this, you, as you say you're in nine countries and uh, the guys here talked about legislation and you probably have there's probably different legislation in those nine countries or or is it largely well i suppose across our european counterparts it would be somewhat similar because right. it's all driven from eu directives and mm-hmm. um, of course in those countries the local governments then deployed that legislation you know, within their own framework. So there might be some slight differences. Yeah. I suppose we have HR people on the ground out there in those countries, across those 13 countries. So um, so they work, you know, with their local management and leadership teams to make sure that they're compliant and everything yeah. else. I suppose the last two years, um, you know, what it's done from an employment perspective, it's really people have, have shown their vulnerabilities, I would say. Um, health and safety or well-being, as we call it today, is really been at the core of everything over the 
the last two years. If if we think back to March 2020, when we were told that the country was shutting down, I mean, as a HR professional, you're like, oh my God, how am I going to deal with this? When you think about a recession, you can see it coming yeah. and you can manage and you can plan for it. With this, we hadn't got a clue. Yeah. So it was it was change management at warp speed, to be quite honest. Um, and like, you know, like what the guys have said here, the employment law hasn't changed, but uh, COVID changed the way in which we look after our people and adapt our policies and practices around that. Would I be right in saying that, you know, while HR, I suppose, in many companies would have been considered, let's face it, a kind of an admin function, it now has moved strategically to being probably the most important department yes. in terms of, because it's now an employee's market. Yes. There are now lots of opportunities for younger people. Yes. And there's huge change happening yes, in ma- how we're ma- all ma- working. Massive change. And like, you know, I should probably show my age here. I've been in HR for over 30 years. When I joined in that profession, it was a very a strong transactional function, whereas, you know, it was all about issuing offer letters, contracts, making sure health and safety, you know, all of that stuff worked well within an organisation and you kept the wolves from the door and a very strong trade union industrial relations focus. It's moved dramatically since then. Yeah. It's now all about um, diversity and inclusion, well-being, learning and development, coaching, mentoring. There's so much more. It's about the whole employee experience. Um, and I think from a HR perspective, your employee experience equals really positive customer experience. If you treat your people well, they will treat your clients well. So there's actually a a real correlation between the two. And I think businesses need to really understand that and focus on that. And there is all the really nice stuff that, you know, you do. I know in the last two years, from my perspective and within my team, I have a really strong cultural and engagement team that look after all our soft stuff, all our competitions, talks, all of that sort of stuff. That's all great. But it's around the whole employee experience the vision, the purpose that you have within your business, what it is, you know, the, the jobs that the individuals okay. do, how that's, you know, the impact that that has on them as individuals. So there's a lot more within it now. Yeah, yeah no, I think it's a fascinating space. If we go back to you, Leanne, and we look at, I suppose, the the, the changing face uh, of how people work now, um, the types of support that you provide to clients, um, like... Really, it's around having a policy, is it not? On so if if the work from home policy is that you come in three days and you work two days at home, that has to be written down somewhere. That has to be so. There's n- and you can't really make it up as you go along anymore, can you? No, absolutely not. I think with anything in the HR space, we need to have our policies and procedures there in black and white. It's clear. It's it's clear for everybody and it makes for a good working relationship. Working from home and the hybrid policy is the exact same. Um, we need to, when you're drafting your, your, your policy, you need it that it works for your company and, and, and your people. Um, I think an important point to note um, for companies who think that they don't want to go down this path if they are recruiting, the first question or maybe the second question that a candidate will ask is what's your hybrid or your remote policy? So for companies to say... In We're not space, sure, yeah, we don't know. That, that or, doesn't work. You yeah. have to have it. People, it's an expectation. And, yeah. you know, and if people don't get clarity on that when they are in, in the workplace, exactly as we said here this morning, it's the employee's market. They will leave and they will get a job that gives them that balance that, that, that they require. And you know, if anything good came out of COVID, and not a lot did, but people re-evaluated their lives and work-life balance and, and, and what they want and time with family. And I think a little bit before that had been lost. Yeah. So 
so you know for 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 companies out there you make sure that you have a clear a clear policy you know on hybrid working and remote working okay um, we do have a group of, of HR experts here in studio. If anybody wants to ask any questions by text, 53106, it'll only cost you 30 cents. Um, could I ask, go back to you, Damien, and when we talk then about this big shift, uh, you know, so, you know, the culture of many businesses changed almost overnight. People are working remotely. Would I be right in saying that? You know, while many businesses managed to facilitate the change, where some businesses fell down was on onboarding new people, Mm -hmm. as in new people starting. You know, they're they're at home, they're not in the business, no one sees them. And the experience around that, what what advice did you give to uh, some of your clients around doing a better job on that? What type of things should people have been doing? Yeah, well, I think one of the main areas of focus at the moment, Bobby, uh, with the clients that we're working with is around things like uh, onboarding and induction. Because as you mentioned there, there's a number of things happening. You know, there's the the, the labour shortage and a very stretched uh, labour market and so on. So recruiting and staff retention is very, very important. Uh, And in particular, as you mentioned there, uh, the move to remote working and then you're looking at uh, training and identifying training gaps, uh, gaps analysis with regards to onboarding and induction in maintaining your employees and the staff retention. That's very, very important. And I suppose in particular inside in SME businesses, they need help in these kind of areas. So yeah. we'll be focusing a lot on that type of work. Uh, with regards to the remote working, I think there's probably two real issues. And one is to do with when people are at work. And on the other side, it's when they're not at work and it's to do with connectivity. Mm-hmm. So in certain circumstances, when you're working remotely or in, or hybrid, there is gaps with regards connecting with people and connecting with your team yeah. when you're at work. And then when you're outside of work, um, it's, I suppose, the, the switch away from work, the disconnect from work. And there, I suppose, you know, we mentioned well-being there. I think that's going to be a huge focus yeah. over a number of years now inside the workplace. As Sharon mentioned that there, workplace well-being. And in particular, I suppose, I think there needs to be backup from government in helping smaller businesses. Yeah. You know, larger organisations are good at this. Uh, they will be first to it. But for small and medium-sized businesses, they need more supports, I think. And what kind of things did you do, Sharon, around onboarding and communicating with people to make sure that they got a good experience and they were connected to the company? Yeah, I suppose uh, our onboarding programmes, like, like you know, lots of orga- all organisations would have been face to face. So when COVID hit, we had to go online. And I suppose I remember day one, it was like turn teams on Microsoft Teams. We were currently in a pilot programme for it. So it was turning it on. And I suppose our L&D function had to really um, mobilise themselves to put really stringent programmes in place around our whole onboarding. So it really flipped it on its head. So as opposed to, you know, face to face, everything was now online and it was just really putting those structures in place yeah. and making sure that everything you know when we said we were going to deliver it that it did happen so we replicated it but we also improved it significantly as well particularly around you know even the basics of making sure that people had their equipment on day one before they would come into the office they would give, be given their desk their chair and everything else now we had to mobilise that everything w- arrived before day one yeah, yeah. so that they could set up um, and I think that really shook a lot of organisations because that had to move so quickly yeah. but uh, but listen we put it all in place we did have you know blips along the way we've learned an awful lot along the way we're still actually evolving around our onboarding programs we're two years down we're not fully back at the office um, so so it is evolving all of the time you know um, and, and I presume you've got very clear policies have you oh on, very clear policies on, 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 on 
on what the work from home policy is. Yes. Who's yes, allowed, who isn't, yes, all that sort of yes, stuff. Yes, yes. Uh, but the key thing around, um, and I, I know uh, the guys here in the studio have brought it up, with the hybrid working policy, it's got to be agile. It's got to be flexible. This is a new world of work that we're working in. So if you set your policy, if you by any means make it contractual in that it forms part of your contract of employment, you're tying yourself up in knots. Yeah. So it's always got to be that evolving policy. It's always got to meet your business requirements, your client requirements. Mm-hmm. And it's that's really important that it's got that agility as it flows through the organisation. Uh, I have a text in here that maybe one of you would like to answer for me. Who ensures the person working at home it's the elephant in the room any takers on that one I think it's your manager it's your people manager whoever's whoever they're working for you know you, you've got to set your manager well I think they mean by insurance as in if there's an accident or if someone uh, it's a I think they're talking about insurance okay. liability okay. Well, I, I think uh, to be honest Bobby it's a grey area um, and again we'll go back to what we said at the start um, employment law uh, is behind COVID and, and, and that's the problem and um, it's interesting that the Joint Committee uh, this week on Enterprise Trade and Employment uh, were suggesting uh, an overhaul and a full review of all health and safety legislation and employment yeah. law legislation. I think that is well, that's a good example of something yeah. there yeah. That, that, that is a little bit grey yeah. and, and that does need clarity. Done. It needs yeah. to be done because uh, I don't think anyone can actually give you the right answer on that. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. I ask all the hard questions on this <laughs> show. I want to thank um, all my three guests. Damien McCarthy, the CEO and co-founder of HR Buddy. Leanne O'Leary, HR consultant with the HR department and indeed Sharon Vise, the group HR director Director for CPL Resources. Thanks very much for letting us into your world and we wish you all every success for the future. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.